Hey, welcome to episode 14 of Zealous Conversations. Today's topic is developing a closer walk with God. Man, you just had it. Almost had it. Developing a closer relationship with God. Relationship. What did I say? Closer walk. Just walk. a closer walk with thee. There you go. There you go. Yeah, developing a closer relationship with God. Okay. How do you do it? Well, how, how do you do it? I, I think it's lovely that that question would ever be asked. Oh, God yeah. wants us to develop a deep relationship with Him. And if that question's on your mind, you're on the right path. Bingo. You're Bingo. walking the right way. So uh, Hebrews eleven six is a jumping off point for us. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. He is a pursuit the Pursuit of God. There's an old book by that name. Mm. Uh, the Pursuit of Holiness actually would be the title I'm thinking of. But it's a pursuit. I, I want to know God more. There's so many people not interested in God at all. Mm. Yeah. But God says, if you'll seek me and pursue me, I will reward you in that. Yeah, isn't a Jeremiah 29, 11 or is it 13? If you seek me, you'll, you'll find, find me, me when you when search you for me with all, all your heart. heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there he will be. So how can we strengthen or develop or get closer to God in our, our you know, our relationship with him? Um, well, if I you're going to try to get close to somebody, you have to really you could put a whole big single word over the whole thing. A little short four letter word, but a good four letter word. Time. Hmm. How hmm. did I get to know my time? How did I get to know my, my my girlfriend who became my fiance, who became my wife? I, I spent time with her. When I wasn't with her, I wanted to be with her. Hmm. Uh, getting time with her was the priority of my life. And uh, I think lots of us give our time away cheaply. We give our time to lesser pursuits. So, so I want to rephrase the question, how can I use my time to develop a closer relationship with God? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of us misuse our time. So uh, I guess the first basic answer to strengthening or developing a closer relationship, I think, in my opinion, would be prayer. Absolutely. Um, if you want to be close to somebody, you speak with them, you talk with them. And prayer is intimate. Yeah. Nobody else is there. It's me and God talking straight. Yeah, taking, the com- taking, the, taking God out of the equation... If you want to get close to anybody, it starts with conversation. It starts with daily conversation. Put it you this know. way, time spent in communication. Yes. So if I want to be close with my wife, I need to communicate with her. Mm-hmm. I need to speak to her. I need to let her know what's going on, how I'm feeling. And, uh, you know, same same thing applies with your friends or your coworkers. If you want to be close with them, you have to talk with them. You have to communicate with them. So if I want to get close to God... It only makes sense that I speak to him and I communicate with him through prayer. And we could do how many shows on all the different aspects of prayer. Mm. But in this context, praying things like, Lord, I want to know you more. Lord, I need to seek you for wisdom. Lord, open up new thoughts to me. Um, Open up new areas of life for me. You know, praying those kind of specific requests, Lord, I want to know you. Help me 
know how, you know, help me in my unbelief, the guy said. You know, I want to believe, but help me in my unbelief. Lord, I want to know you, but I don't even know how to ask the questions. Lord, help me to know how to know you. That's a prayer. Yeah. Um, I remember waking up one night, kind of like, almost like panicking to my mom. I was like, Mom, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Aw, sweet uh, little boy. Yeah. And uh, she <laughs> said, just go lay down and talk to God. And that's exactly what I did. I just spoke what was on my heart and on my mind. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be some elaborate, you know, eloquent prayer. It's you just pouring out your heart to God. Yeah. Um, he knows the, you know, the, the desires of your heart. He knows Let your requests be made known to God. Yeah, he knows what, he already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what you're feeling. He already knows what you're going through. All he wants you to do is just talk to him. Mm-hmm. Because he wants time. Yeah. He time. wants us to give him time. Another way we can spend our time, reading the word. Mm. Inseparable. We can't do without it. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. Yeah, we need to spend our time, you know, as much time as people watch Netflix, guilty. As much time yeah, as binging people... binging is a thing yeah, now. Um, spend on their phones or their video games or... You know, when they work. first started saying binging around media stuff, I had no idea what they were talking about at all. Binging. You binge TV. What do you mean you binge it? Now, ever, now that, I mean, it's in the vernacular. There's, yeah, you know... It's so funny how, how things happen and evolve. Mm-hmm. Catch us, catching all us old people off Netflix guard. Netflix has a category category called binge-worthy shows. Binge-worthy shows. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, people misuse their time on social media, video games, even at work. You know, sure. just prioritize, you know, those workaholics. Yes. Um, you know, how are you spending your time? Spend it in the Word of God. Well, and, and uh, we're getting close to the end of the year. And uh, every year at the start of the year, I'm always trying to say to our church, uh, start an annual Bible reading plan. You know, how many Christians can honestly say they've ever read the whole Bible? Yeah. And, you know, when you're out there defending your faith, when you're out there talking to somebody about Jesus, when uh, somebody says to you, why do you believe all that stuff? What do, what do you spend all your time at the church for? You can look them in the eye and say, listen, man, I've read the Bible cover to cover. And all of a sudden, you kind of have a little bit of authority in that conversation. You, you know, they're going to say, well, the Bible doesn't say this. You know what? I've read the Bible cover to cover. I can now say I've in my life, mm-hmm. I've read the Bible cover to cover about 20 times. <laughs> you know, you're not going to yeah. pull something on me and say, hey, that's in the Bible. I know what's in the Bible. Hey, you know what? Every time you've read it, have you learned something new? Every time. Yeah, it's a never-ending source of amazement and wonder and revelation and all that sort of thing. Uh, one trick to reading your Bible annually is to get on a plan. There's there's 25 ways to read the Bible annually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like version. the Bible app. Yeah, the version is a great deal. Uh, your, those little uh, Our Daily Breads have a reading plan in them. Navigators online. Mm-hmm. The Navigators website has eight or ten different plans. Uh Spending time in the reading the Bible is to get to know this uh, primal form of communication. People will say, I don't like to read. Well, now they got the Bible that's read to you. You know, it's audio yeah. Bible. And you can no listen excuse. to it off your phone. And no excuse. Yeah. I mean, if you can sit in front of a TV, you know, for four hours binge watching TV, 
you know, couldn't you at least give cut some the TV time? off at three and a half hours? Spend thirty minutes in the word. Yeah. You know, there's no substitute for it. And that when you do those things, when you pray and you read the word, those even just those two things alone will get you in a better walk with God. Absolute basic. The answer to almost everything in the Christian life is pray and, and read. read your Bible. Mm-hmm. But how can we go further than that? Right. Well, uh, what we can do besides prayer and Bible study is worship, corporate worship, find a church so you can worship with other people who love the same God that you do. And that's the encouragement factor. Yeah, worship. I'm not the only guy out there trying to serve yeah, God. Yeah, I'll tie that in with a fellowship. Sure. You know, just being around people who love God and want to worship Him, it kind of puts you it's in that. It's motivational. Yeah, it kind of gives you that mindset, and it kind of encourages you to, to, you know, it'll encourage you to pray. It'll encourage you to read your word. It'll encourage you to continue to seek God in all situations and circumstances. And worship is... Uh, uh, anybody that really has come to Christ as their Savior, we really need to never lose that sense of awe that I cannot believe what God was willing to do to save me. I was so unworthy. And Jesus did this amazing thing to save me. And that ought to, to summon up from us worship all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, when you spend time with, you know, um, fellow believers, you might, here's the next point, you might even get the opportunity to become discipled. Yes. And that's another step in strengthening your relationship. When I was in college ministry, um, my buddy Robert, shout out Robert, I don't know, if, I don't think he listens. <laughs> um, my buddy Robert, he, uh, he was the guy that started discipling me um, out in college, and uh, it really just, he encouraged me to memorize scripture. He encouraged me to, he's the one that introduced me to the church where I got to serve on the worship team and, and do all of these things and join Bible studies there and, and all of that. And um, because of that, you know, because of the discipleship, um, my relationship grew and it flourished. And because I was around other guys who loved the Lord their God, um, I was encouraged and I, I wanted to, I, I aspired to be like them. Iron sharpens iron. There it is. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And that's another way that you can become strengthened in your relationship with him through discipleship. And that's what we're and called to do as Christians. what's different about that, what's different about that, you say, well, let's go to church. And everybody say, rolls their eyes, say, yeah, 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 of course you want us to go to church. But discipleship is, is a next step church. It's an accountability. It's an, a, a long time believer speaking to a new believer. It's a Paul to a Timothy and there's a little accountability in this. Hey, did you read your Bible every day this week? Hey, have mm-hmm. you memorized any verses this week? Have you talked to anybody about Christ this week? Uh, have you prayed every day this week? You know, that accountability factor that everybody really is intimidated by, that's what makes it discipleship. See, mm-hmm. There is somebody who's walked this road ahead of me, and they're looking back saying, you know what, here's the, here's the practices you need to do to get where I'm at, to, to keep going in your journey with Christ. And I'm going to hold you accountable to that, to do it. And there's that's exponential, uh, the value that adds to mm-hmm. your Christian walk. We should be discipling or being discipled. We should be being discipled or discipling others. I mean, that's just one way to strengthen your relationship and help others with their relationship. After Robert discipled me, he got to the point where he said, you know, 
You're done. You're done with this part. Now go disciple somebody now else. Now disciple someone else. And right. I got to disciple Manny, mm-hmm. who was a, a good friend of mine in college too. And that's just what we're called to do. Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. There it is. He's commissioned us to go and make disciples. Um, so be a disciple. Strengthen your relationship with God by by having that accountability partner who's going to ask you to read your Bible, who's going to ask you to pray, who's going to ask you to memorize the scriptures. Discipleship connects us yeah, all the way back to the first century believers. The, the, the verse, the theme verse of discipleship, 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. You know that verse? 2 Timothy 2.2. 2 Timothy 2. 2. 2. It's easy to remember the reference. <laughs> uh, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. There's four generations of discipleship. There's Paul to Timothy, who's going to teach others who will be able to pass it on to others. Mm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And um, another way we can, I guess, strengthen our relationship is living out our, our faith in service to God, serving people by, you know, making home visits, going to visit them in the hospital, praying for them, praying for others, um, involving yourself in groups who go out and do service to the community, um, go on mission, pro- mission, you know, go out on mission trips and spread the gospel, tell others about Jesus. And that, I think, kind of helps, uh, kind of goes with discipleship. When we were in college, my wife, because of the, the, the uh, ministry that we were in, the BSM, they had Go Now Missions. And uh, she was part of that and got to take a trip to Asia. And uh, it was just such an awesome experience for her. And because she was part of the ministry, because she involved herself with other like-minded Christians, she had the amazing opportunity to go and witness to a group of people who couldn't have access to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just just beautiful. And that alone strengthened her relationship with God. And uh, I think missions is just a great way to kind of get you on fire for the Lord because you get to see well, the gospel in Well, you get to realize that the gospel does cross those cultural lines, those language lines, those economic lines. The gospel is the single message for the whole wide world. No matter what religious system you grew up in, no matter if you grew up rich or poor, no matter if you're African or Asian or American or whatever, the gospel is the one message for everybody. And nothing teaches you that like trying to communicate it cross-culturally. James 1.22 says, But don't just listen to God's Word. Do what it says. The old King James says, Be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Living when, out. We, when God reveals something to me, I go do it. And there's kind of a combination of things. You can do those things together with your church friends and your church family and go on a team to go do a mission trip, and that's very public and everybody knows about it. There needs to be an element in our lives that nobody but God knows about. Where I go mm-hmm. do something for somebody else, and I don't blow my horn, and I don't take a selfie of it and put it on Facebook, and I don't tell my church family, I don't sit at Bible study the next time I'm at Bible study and say, hey, you know what I got to do this week? I got to help this homeless guy. Sometimes you need to do things for God and God alone. Mm-hmm. You need to help somebody. Never tell the soul about it. 
That'll help you practice humility. Yes. Well, it, it'll draw you very much mm-hmm. closer to God because yeah. you and God have a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you did this thing for him and nobody else knows about it. So that's that's a huge part of becoming obedient and acting out our faith. Yeah. So developing a stronger relationship with God. We've talked about prayer, Bible study, um, fellowship slash worship, service, uh, like serving others and... Um, you know, living out your faith, going on missions and, and doing that kinds of stuff. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, travel across the world. You know, here at our church, we're focusing on our mission field is our town. Small town, Carrizo Springs, population, what? Six, six probably six, six or seven because with all the yeah. oil field stuff going on. Yeah. Um, our numbers are still kind of relatively small compared to bigger cities. And um, we are in one of the most, you know, impoverished, I don't know how to say that properly. Yeah, impoverished is not a bad way um, to say it. You know, cities in Texas. And uh, we realize that the needs of our community are are great, and that we as a church can serve our community in this way. And us gathering and, you know, putting our, our funds together, putting our time together to serve our community is helping us strengthen our relationship with God. And we're being a light in Carrizo. So when other people and families see what we do, they say, why do they do that? What's so different about them? Why are they acting the way that they are? Or why aren't they like this church? Why aren't they like that church? You know, how come how come they're doing this? And all it does is, you know, we're we're like a beacon pointing up to God. And they see they see what we do and they 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 think, you know, why are they like that? And we can just point right up to God and say, He's the reason. And we just keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. Whether we get to see the result or not. Yeah. We just keep on doing it. Yeah. We're I'm not I'm not gifting a, a Christmas gift to a kid because I want to. I want them to say, "Oh, thank you so much." Right. I don't know who's going to get it. Don't need anything from it. We, just we don't have it for him. Yeah, we don't have their names. We just so a thing we kind of stumbled on as you're talking there. I'm kind of thinking the thing we kind of stumbled on. I said it. You you kind of said it just now. Things that we do that only God knows about. Mm-hmm. That's relationship. We have intimate secrets. God knows that I gave that money to that guy. I don't have to tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. What what things am I doing in service to Christ that only he knows about? Mm-hmm. That's a judge. That's a uh, that's a uh, evaluating mark of my relationship with him. Mm. There are some question. other things that are in other traditions. We're, we're Southern Baptists. We have our tools and our methods. There's other traditions like meditation, practicing meditation, Christian meditations, taking one verse and going away in silence, uh, contemplation, the discipline of sitting in silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, fasting. Fasting is so important and so little said you know there's the fast that you tell people about there's the fast that you don't tell people about that's also an intimacy thing Mm -hmm. uh journaling journaling Mm -hmm. is an incredible discipline yeah prayer journal where you keep record of what you've prayed about where you keep a work diary what did you see god do this day uh who are the people that god brought in your path that day um these are kind of uh interior things, things that I'm doing for myself, and they are that theme of what am I doing that only me and God know about. 
Yeah. Uh, might your spouse might can know, maybe your immediate family, all the people live in your house could know that you're doing those things, but you're not blowing your horn. You're not trying to tell people how holy you are. Boy, I got to do this wonderful thing for somebody. You know, you can tell your pastor or, or tell your accountability partner, but you don't tell anybody else. These things that I do for God and through Christ that nobody knows about but Him, that's an intimacy thing. So strengthen your relationship with God through prayer, reading, your, reading the word, you know, worship, fellowship, and service. You know, do those things, and uh, I think you'll find yourself, uh, you know, creeping towards God, yep. getting closer and closer. Paul said that you might grope for him in wow. the darkness and find him, you know? Yeah, reach him. It's possible. It's, it's going to take discipline, but you can do it. We can Amen. do it. And with that, may the Lord bless you and uh, have a good rest of your day.